160 introduction. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 You're too far away from your microphone. Bum, bum. Okay, John Williams, calm down. <laughs> I went there. You went light speed. Light Ooh. speed ahead. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Yay! It's like a Nicktoons television show. Do, We're on do, figuring it out. Do, 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 Let's do. go get slimed, everyone. Yay! <laughs> hey, this is our podcast. We're watching romantic comedies in chronological order, and we're talking about them, and we're learning about them. Ashley and I are best friends and film editors in Los Angeles, California. California. <laughs> Hollywood. That is who we are. And this is season two. So welcome to the show. Season two. <laughs> we haven't mentioned that. In a, I think we're just going to mention that it's season two throughout all of season two. <laughs> Until we hit season three. And then it's going to be like season three. We're very excited about our longevity, okay? Yeah, yeah, no, it's lasted quite long. This is something that we do for funsies, and it just happens every week. Every week. By magic. <laughs> They're magically all cut together. We don't do any work. <laughs> oh, lies. But hey, guys, we have a special announcement today. Yes. Uh, but you have to wait till the very end of the episode to hear it. Because we are assholes. <laughs> want to make sure you listen to yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, we won't know if you just like skip all the way to the end. But we would be sad if oh, you did. Don't tell them that's an option. Well, I mean, like it is an option. I am the pessimistic one of this podcast. So that's what I believe is going to happen. Okay. Well, I mean, listen to the podcast it's probably a good one yeah it should be good i don't know it hasn't happened yet but to reiterate special announcement from us the cutaways podcast at the end of this show yep bum, bum, bum. will they or won't they no. <laughs> <laughs> well today before we do our special announcement today we're going to watch 1995's while you were sleeping again <laughs> another one that sounds like a horror movie while you were sleeping Damien hasn't returned just yet. He's taking a nap. No, this is like, um, my sister and I, we used to watch a couple rom-coms. And there's one, I forget what it's called. Is there one called The Horse Whisperer? I know there is a movie called The Horse Whisperer, but I don't know if it's a rom-com. Okay. It might be. Maybe. Okay, so my sister and I have a few jokes. One of them for The Horse Whisperer is, psst, I'm a horse. <laughs> <laughs> So sometimes we like to whisper the names of movies. <laughs> okay. To just add the little creep factor to them. Gotcha. While you were sleeping. Okay, well, I'm going to give you the description, and I'm going to let you figure that all out all by yourself. The description on Netflix, again, gives away every single person who is in this movie. Sandra Bullock plays a transit worker who pulls a commuter off of the tracks after he's mugged. While he's comatose, his family wrongly assumes she's his fiancée and she doesn't correct them. And then she falls for his brother. I have multiple things to say about this. I just watched Speed for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go on Twitter.com and search for her boyfriend, Andrew Perot, he has some 
great nuggets from her her first experience. Wait, wait what's the hashtag you gave us? <laughs> hashtag Justine quotes live. Yeah. You will read about my experience of watching Speed for the very first time. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but in that movie, Sandra Bullock drives a bus. In this movie, she's a she's a transit worker. She's just a she's an all American girl. And this is what a year later coincidence. <laughs> I think not. I think not. Other thing, she's she doesn't correct them. Do you think this is like a she's too nice to say anything type? Yes. Um, thing isn't that like a I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna be yelling at the movie the whole time. And be like, just say it. You're right there. Just say it. Just speak up. Why are you? I have that feeling too. Just. Just say it. The whole movie will be solved. Just say... <laughs> the whole conflict will be resolved. Just correct them right away. You can do it. Is it... Does this feed in to, like, tropes about women that they don't speak up and... Probably. Stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. I have no idea. I've never seen it, so I can't say. Or so nice. Yeah. I mean, when you get dragged into awkward situations like that, I tend to have a, like... I don't like it when certain people get my name wrong or something like that but it, at, at some point it's just like whatever i need this information to get my job done i'm not gonna be nitpicky about my name right now we'll address that situation later that's what i, I mean i just feel like it's like one of those things where she's gonna be there and then his family she's gonna be the only one there and then all of a sudden his family is gonna show up and they think that she's this certain person since so she hasn't left him or something like that okay. it's definitely gonna be a trope i'm not denying that Okay, I want to see how they. I want to see how this happens. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, but since we haven't mentioned it, Sandra Bullock is in this movie. <laughs> Good old like, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy Bullock. She's here. Save the day. My best friend. Aw. I mean, you're my best friend. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> my best friend is not Sandra Bullock. Fine. Bill Pullman is my best friend. <gasps> And he's in this movie. And he's the president. <laughs> no, I'm the president now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Taking this this movie description to the next level. Uh, yeah, so the movie stars Sandra Bullock, Bill Pullman, and Peter Gallagher. It was directed by John... Why do you give me the names that are so weird? It's a 50-50 shot, Ashley. Turtle Town. Turtle Town. <laughs> Turtle... <laughs> John Turtletaub rated PG for some language. <laughs> no cop action this time. It's an hour and 43 minutes. Too long. <laughs> and it's rated four stars on the Netflix. On Netflix streaming. So we have some awards for While You Were Sleeping. At the 1996 Golden Globe Awards, it was nominated for Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. And that is it. You know what I know Peter Gallagher from? What? Center stage. <gasps> um, anything you want to say? I feel like I'm going to be jealous of the guy at a coma because I really want to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to take a nap? Yeah. I'm in my, I had my food. I ate my lunch and now I'm like, okay, nappy time. No nap. No nap. Like a, no nap. But like, like Hulk? Are you going to hulk out at me? I'm hulking out. <laughs> Smash. We got to go turn you back uh, into Justine. You can't be Mark Ruffalo anymore. 
but I'm always angry. <laughs> science. <laughs> Go find your science, bro. We gotta ah. watch this movie. <laughs> okay, let's watch. Let's watch. While you were sleeping. While you were sleeping. <laughs> See, we both need a nap. <laughs> See, I told you we'd be more chill when we came back. It's like nap time. Movie times are nap times for like your body. <laughs> so for like your mind, yeah. sort of, in a way. We just watched while you were sleeping. It was good and cute and happy and i'm so chill right now yeah the movie made you so zen (laughs) it was hard for me to write stuff down because it was a pretty compelling picture picture yeah you didn't hate it like you thought you were going to did i think i was gonna hate it well you said you were gonna yell at her yeah the description was kind of like borderline i don't know how this is gonna go yeah basically it is exactly the proposal just in the 90s i haven't seen the proposal oh my god but we're gonna i'm okay with that because it's beautiful and betty white is in it and she but had this had glennis john freaking miranda <laughs> she's here to haunt you she is here to haunt me always forever mm-hmm. actually she only did one more movie after this it was superstar mm-hmm. that was it that was the last one and she was audi 5000 yeah done Peace out, homebro. Ashley, I have some feelings about this movie while you were sleeping. Okay. Do you feel that this is more Jack's movie? In certain instances, yes. I feel like we saw a lot of Sandra Bullock through her own lens rather than seeing seeing it through his lens, which would make it more his movie, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. There definitely was... A weird use of the male characters in her life as like devices mm-hmm. of showing her characterization almost. It's almost like the, the men were, were there to get the information out of her. It's kind of hard to because you genuinely love Sandra Bullock. Like, oh, yeah. Who doesn't? You, you just she has this thing where she, you just gravitate towards it. And it's just she makes you happy. And she's she makes you feel like she is there and present in her own way. So I don't want to say that she's like her agency was stolen by by Jack or, or she doesn't have her own characterization because I genuinely feel like she does. Whether or not that's what what anybody was going for or what was written into the script is a whole different story. But Sandra Bullock herself brought that to the table. And I think that that's why she is as big of a star as she is, because she still has that quality today. It's a, it's a weird, like, weird line that is there that I don't want to say that, oh, this is a perfect feminist movie or she's like a strong female character or whatever. But it's definitely not the Harley Quinn of Suicide Squad, which is now my low ball, ridiculous, gratuitous ass jiggling whatever. And that's the theme of today's podcast. (laughs) Agency. Yeah, I don't feel like her agency was totally stripped away by Jack. Did you get that feeling at all? I mean, there were lots of guys, and I guess also even the women in the family, too, where Sandra Bullock wasn't running the show for a lot of it. She Mm -hmm. was forced into a lot of situations 
and just kind of went with the flow because of things. And I know she was just, like, being nice or whatever. She didn't want to cause heart attacks. But, like, she could have pulled some people aside. I mean, there were what... I'm trying to be devil's advocate because I liked it. Yeah. I think when she did pull... She did pull people away in the beginning and, and she kind of got... She had Saul on her side because he overheard her. Because she tells the truth to the guy in a coma. Yeah. Which they had never spoken to one another. And I think she genuinely she genuinely wanted to say something. But I think even Saul was controlling the situation a bit. Because with him and Peter, he wanted Peter and Lucy to end up together. Yeah, that's true. And like Joe Jr., he had his own idea of what they were. Like, everybody had their ideas of their relationship with Lucy. And it seemed like Lucy wasn't getting listened to on a whole variety of levels. It's interesting. I mean, I can see I can see that just being a lack of understanding of how relationships work between... Like, just from a writer's point of view, of not understanding quite how relationships fit together almost like this is the ideal way that she is completely alone in the world and she's absent from everything and so she's isolating herself and so she needs somebody to pull her back from that isolation so it's not necessarily her calling the shots because she doesn't necessarily she's isolated herself Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that she wanted to do but it's what it is what she fell into and so she started to go with that flow. Maybe it's just a characterization. It's of, a character flaw? Yeah. I don't think it was. I don't think it... I think it comes more from the writer not understanding it. But because of Sandra Bullock's performance, it makes you question if it was a character flaw. Another thing I wanted to ask, besides is this Jack's movie, was... um, You know how I define now romantic comedies where the two couples that you want to get together are missing pieces and then they complete each other. Yeah. I feel like definitely 100% Jack became better because of Lucy. Mm -hmm. But did Lucy become better specifically because of Jack or because of Peter and the family? I think Jack genuinely gave her somebody that she was able to open up to. Actually... And now I'm going to answer my own question. (laughs) The ending image, when he proposes to her, Mm -hmm. he's with the family. So it is the package deal. She's getting the family. So it's not so much a rom-com between two people. It's between one person and a family. Family. Yeah. So that completes the, the contract for me, I guess, then. I don't think it's this, that puzzle piece formula. Because everybody has different reasons why they are in relationships or what like what they get out of it kind of thing or what the advantage is. And so, but everybody will see something different. She genuinely does l- like him because we've had all these scenes with them two on their own and we see that they genuinely get along. They work well together. They have this quirky kind of chemistry. But then she does get that having a family again. Like she hasn't really had... She didn't have the big family. She didn't have grandparents. She just had her mom and her dad. Her mom died when she was young. And then her dad passed away a year in the past, according to the movie. No, I like that. And 
kind of the way you explained it is that well the movie's not a cookie cutter no and i i liked i liked that i liked that it had these really weird aspects to it that aren't necessarily always portrayed in romantic comedy yeah i like that we are discovering like even this subgenre of rom-coms that include family mm-hmm. like their family movies like uh, um moonstruck yeah that have this this unique yeah it's definitely a unique quality where the family is deeply rooted to the story as much as the romance it's almost like in some instances the romance becomes the b story to the actual falling lo- in love with the family mm-hmm. kind of and you you saw her fall in love with the family before you even saw her fall in love with either one of the brothers yeah to put it easy a little bit easier yeah and sometimes with these movies that involve the families it does seem more real or true because a lot of other rom-coms you just have these people who are have no connections to the outside world at all which is not you know not true to life most of the time Mm -mm. it kind of makes it not just geared towards like the whole chick flick genre of it it's not geared specifically for women because men can connect with that family aspect of it too although they would like us not to believe it men do have feelings what (laughs) do they have families too i would assume so oh (laughs) news to me (laughs) well and i think it's interesting to put it into in the context of a woman without a family Mm -hmm. it's different for all the movies that we've we've seen like Uh, Most of the time it's, you know, like Moonstruck where it's the woman's family who's kind of bringing everybody in. Unless you're author, author. Yeah, unless you're author, author, which was just a weird... Mm. (laughs) Let's not talk about that again. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Sorry I brought it up. Al Pacino, why? (laughs) I always like family things like that too. I I was very big on the, the whole parenthood show. I loved that show. I thought it was really cute and it dealt with family issues in a very unique way and it was based off of a movie and so there are movies like this and and bringing it into the romantic comedy world i think makes the world feel more believable Mm -hmm. and it it invites other aspects of audience like audience demographics to being able to follow along in the story and it's a christmas movie (laughs) yeah we didn't even mention it's a christmas movie merry christmas merry christmas it's it's not July anymore. It, it might be September. So we have an all-star cast. Amazing cast. Sandra Bullock plays Lucy. Bill Pullman plays Jack. Peter Gallagher plays Peter. Peter Boyle plays Ox. Oh, Peter Boyle. Peter's dad. Jack Warden plays Saul, Peter's godfather. There's lots of Peters in this movie. Yeah. Glynis Johns. Miranda plays the grandma and then other people. Very good cast. Yeah, casting was great. Though I still, I I would like to know a general consensus of what the listeners think, but who has better hair? Peter Gallagher or Bill Pullman? I'll tell you who has bigger eyebrows. Well, I know who has bigger eyebrows, but who has better hair? Like, it is very difficult. What does your, what does your heart tell you? Peter Gallagher. <gasps> My heart tells me Bill Pullman. We have to take it to the... To well, these, are, these are the issues that the listeners want us to bring to them. 
hot button issues right here on the Cutaways Podcast. <laughs> Please let us know at Cutaways Podcast, Facebook, and Twitter. We should put a poll on the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it's happening. It's an important issue. It will decide our future as America. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as a marriage. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess we're kind of a marriage. <laughs> You're my wife. Yeah. You're my wife from another mother. <laughs> Does that make sense? I think that's how it's supposed to oh, be. okay. <laughs> While you were sleeping. This will be... That's what it is. <laughs> we started off at an eHarmony commercial. <laughs> I love that you said that. An everlasting <laughs> love. This, this will, will be. <laughs> and we're in Chicago. Oh, my God. I was so excited. I saw the train tracks, and I was like, oh, my God, we're in New York again. And then it goes to the skyline, and I'm like, oh, Chicago. Uh, it's either New York or Chicago. Yeah. Or it's When Harry Met Sally, which had both. Yeah. Well, When Harry Met Sally is a perfect movie, so. Yeah, I mean. I love in the opening montage, they showed every single Chicago thing. Everything. They're like, here's Wrigley Field. And oh, we're getting a Chicago hot dog. Well, I actually, I don't think they had deep dish pizza. No, I was going to say that. That's the only thing they didn't have. They, they had didn't. everything else. Yeah, there was lo- no little Malnati's. Step it up while you were sleeping. <laughs> Though, I'm going to make a controversial comment here. I do not like Chicago deep dish pizza. I much prefer the thin crust Chicago style pizza. Well, you're not a cheese person. I know. That's the thing. It's all cheese. So much cheese. Yeah, but even when you ask them without the cheese, because they can do it because the sauce goes on top of the cheese. Yeah, and they'll just fill it with other stuffs. Yeah, and it's just it's just not like... Too much stuffs. It's too much stuff and the sauce isn't good. What is really good, though, is Chicago-style deep dish uh, pot pie. It's like an individual little pot pie that they they put the cheese on top, so I just peel it off. Uh-huh. But it's like a Chicago, like, deep dish bowl. Oh, from Chicago from Pizza, Pizza Grinder. Grinder. Yeah. Yeah. They do have uh, really good giant salads. Mm-hmm. So They do. I've had one. Fun for everyone. There's so much good food in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Also, not being constantly surrounded by fast food restaurants was nice. <laughs> Did you ever notice that about Chicago? Is like within the city, you didn't have you had McDonald's, mm-hmm. maybe a Burger King, and that was like kind of it. Oh yeah, like where I lived, I don't think I could think of a nearby fast food place. I think the nearest one to where I lived in Ravenswood would be like the mcdonald's by wrigley or something oh yeah there was a mcdonald's by wrigley i always forget about that one yeah there's that taco bell too because that's where a lot of bad things happen yeah they they put like the mcdonald's where like the tourist spots were Mm -hmm. like on clark you know or like the rock and roll mcdonald's you know there was a burger place that i went to that was just down the street from the film building and we would order it from grubhub because it would be like a $4 burger with fries. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best burgers that I have ever had. And, oh, I would go back there just like I would go back to the film building just so that I could order that. Not, you know, I would also go to see my teachers that are still there. But like also that is a plus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Chicago. I know you are. So that's us talking about every Chicago thing ever. <laughs> We have uh, Sandra Bullock narrating 
Um, we start out with her remembering her childhood with her dad, and we immediately learn she's got a dead mom. And we see her getting read to as a child as a Sleeping Beauty book. Mm-hmm. Um, a Disney Sleeping Beauty book, to mm-hmm. be exact. Yeah. And what did she She said, like, before she died, her mom gave her dad the world. Yeah. That's how he he would explain, like, their relationship with one another. Like, did he, what, because she wanted to know everything about her mom, probably because she couldn't remember her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, well, she didn't have to give me anything, like, super important because she gave me the world. And then she's like, yeah, but it was actually just a globe lamp. Yeah. But I think, I think he was telling the truth and he meant that she gave him her. Oh, yeah. I thought that's what she was going to say. She gave him Lucy. Yeah. So in the, in the present day, she works in the CTA. Um, she works on the platform collecting tokens. This is back when they did tokens. For the brown line. For the brown line well, and the, the orange line. The purple line. Was there a purple line at this time? I didn't see any purple line trains. No, I didn't see any purple line trains, but I saw the okay. the band on the the thing that holds the awning up. But there was no pink line yet. There was no pink line yet, no. She is fascinated with Peter Gallagher. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? I just think about center stage. That's all I see. That's what I see, too, but he was kind of hot in that, too. He's a little too old for me. <laughs> he had some age lines, but that wasn't bad. Anyway... In the second center stage, yes, he was way too old for me. There's a second one? Yeah, the TV movie that Lifetime did. Oh, right. Right. She wants a prince. Yes, she does. She wants the prince to come sweep her off her feet. It's a bit tropey right now. She's got a dead mom, a dead dad. She wants a prince. Everything. She's all alone. She's pulling a Christmas tree through her apartment window. <laughs> That was hilarious, Yeah. for the record. That was absolutely hilarious. Sandra Bullock does amazing physical comedy. She does amazing really anything. Let's just just leave it at that. She is America's sweetheart. So then she goes and gets a hot dog, and she's hanging out with her employee, Jerry? Yes. And he's like, hey, I've recommended you for employee of the month. You just have to work on Christmas. Hey. Hey. She's like, you only ask me because I'm the only one who doesn't have a family. Sad eyes. Sad eyes. See, I would have told her to go home at that point. I would have, I couldn't have dealt with Sandra Bullock's sad eyes. So she's working and her dream man, Peter Gallagher, wishes her a Merry Christmas. But she's just like, uh, gah, 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 like freaks out. But then she's watching him or like she doesn't see him because she's too busy freaking out. And she looks up and he's getting mugged on the platform. Mm -hmm. But the guys that mug him accidentally like push him and he falls over onto the tracks, which knocks him unconscious. Yep. So she doesn't call ahead. She should have called the train ahead that was coming down the tracks. She just runs out of her little cubicle, jumps onto the tracks. Onto him. Onto him. Oh, jeez, you smell so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And there's a train coming down the track. There's an orange line. It's got to go to the airport. (laughs) It's got to go to Midway. It's a freaking express, man. Yeah. 
And so she's able to roll him away, like grabs him and does a roll and rolls onto the side under the platform. Yeah. Just in time for the train to pass, which the train didn't even attempt to stop. Like there's a guy like there driving the train. The train is not that far away. He could have saw him from the other station. They were at, what, Randolph in Washington? Yeah. They could have saw him down whatever that was, state, I don't know, Madison. Well, wait, was it on the turn? No, it was straight ahead. It was the okay. ones where it was two across from each other. Gotcha. I don't know if it was State or Quincy or whatever. It was, yeah, it was something like that. So she saves his life. She saves Peter's life. And she runs to Northwestern Hospital. At the hospital, they don't allow her to see him because she's not family. But, like, she mutters to him to herself. She mutters to herself, I was going to marry him. Then this nurse who gets herself into everybody's business (laughs) overhears tells the cop. That's her fiance. That's his fiance. Yeah. So the the cop knows and then she like pulls her into the room so she can talk to her. Then all of a sudden the family shows up. The whole big family. All of them. It's Christmas. He's in a coma. What are they to do? And then they're like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) Hamilton moment. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name, man? Um, and she goes, no, the nurse is like, that's his fiance. What do you mean you don't know who she is? That's the fiance. I mean, like, nurse, you are. Oh, you have inserted yourself too far. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> well, I have to say that ge- like nurses genuinely want to help out. They genuinely care about people. They are upstanding citizens, and I love them a lot. Miranda, I'm going to call her Miranda through the whole thing. Miranda was like a weirdly American British. Grandma Miranda. Grandma Miranda. She like has a heart attack. Well, she has a weak she heart. She has heart palpitations. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. My heart. I'm a mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. Let me crack this TV with my voice. Oh, no, you're not a right, the real mermaid. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> I'm evil. <laughs> I loved her in this movie, to there be honest. There you go. There you go. I was happy with her. She was, she was, I was lovely. She was like, she's the role that I'm going to play when I get older. Remember I told yeah. you when I get older, I'm going to be an actress. Yes. When I'm an old lady. Because yes. they get all these roles. Yeah. Where you can like do the Betty White version. Yeah. Or you'd be like, I'm just saying ridiculous things, but I'm old. Ah! (laughs) Oh, I said they're a big not listening family. (laughs) Because they're like, fiance. Then all of a sudden they like group in on themselves. Like, did you know Peter had a fiance? Oh my God. They bunch of hands. Yeah. And, and, you know, Sandra Bullock is like, but I, I, uh, hello. Hello. Uh, uh, I I need to. To nope. tell you, no, wait, no. Nope. And then, like, that other doctor comes in, like, what's she doing here? Which he would not do. Oh, my God. He was so mean. What's she doing here? And, then, like, Peter Boyle to be like, that is my son's fiance. <laughs> and she's like, no, she's not. Like, how do you? Okay, sir, who are you and what are you doing? Like, back the fuck up. Yeah. Dude. Calm down chill your doctory role have a donut yeah look at patrick dempsey's hair in gray's anatomy yeah. um somebody said 
you saved the whole family. Yeah, because uh, she says she explains what actually happened to him and how he ended up in a coma. And she said that, or the cop says that she f- saved him. Oh yeah, the cop says she saved his life, and somebody says she saved the whole, whole family. family. Ah. So then they're like outside in the waiting area. The family is there with her, and they ask Lucy how they met and fell in love. And she's like, uh. She doesn't lie. (laughs) No, she says, we like looked at one another and he smiled. And from that moment on, I knew my life would never be the same. Which is true. True. In, In a fashion. So that night, she can't sleep. And she actually goes back to the hospital and sees Peter. And she talks to him, talks to his coma body. She's like, hi, I'm Lucy. <laughs> yeah, here's my confession. I am your fake wife. How are you? Do you believe in love at first sight? <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you for quite some time. See, and I, I love you. I don't have the family life that I've pictured. I'm all alone. All alone? I'm all alone. And if this is just okay. <laughs> I just want to stay here. Just stay here. Little did she know. It's Saul. It's outside. Mm-hmm. He's listening to every word. He heard the whole dang thing. Whole spiel. So she sleeps there, and she wakes up, and then the family shows up like, Oh my goodness, you stayed the whole night? Oh. Well, if you're not doing anything, since we didn't get to celebrate Christmas yesterday on Christmas, come over tonight. We'll have a nice Christmas. <laughs> Have a nice Catholic dinner. It'll be very nice. You're part of the family now. <laughs> You're bringing out your share. I know. Like, <laughs> there's something. I can't talk about big families. Without becoming share. Without extending my nails. <laughs> <laughs> and changing your name to Loretta. Loretta. <laughs> it's there. It is there. I can hear it. It's in your voice. You think a little Loretta lives inside me? I think a little bit of it. Yeah. 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 I think a little Loretta and a little of uh, the grandma from this. <laughs> that's that's comforting and reassuring. Yeah. I mean, they're like my little spirit. They're like your angels that talk on your shoulders. They're my Jiminy Crickets. Oh, there you go. That's cute. Oh, she's leaving, and she runs into Peter's, like, lawyer partner, partner friend. He's not really a friend. He's a partner-in-law. Yeah. And he apologizes for the accident with a pencil and whatnot. We don't really know what comes of that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But he, they, the, the orderly gives her a box of all of his stuff. Yeah. And so she's, like, she takes it to her house. And goes through it all. Guess what he has in his wallet. Yeah. He has, what, like four pictures of himself. Yep. All in different modeled poses. Yeah. Like one has got the skis, other's got a tennis racket. Like he went to Sears and did the full, you know. The full package. Yeah. The full package. Oh, poor guy. Oh. He's compensating. He's missing a testicle. He's Spoiler. missing a testicle. <laughs> Did you say testicle? <laughs> Probably. So she's feeling alone and lonely with her cat food. 
And she decides to go to the Callahans for Christmas. That's the family's name. Yes. BT Dubs. Saul meets her outside as she's kind of contemplating whether to go in or leave. And he says, he introduces himself. He says he's the godfather. He's best friends with Ox, Peter's father. And he says, I wouldn't let anyone hurt them. And she says, neither would I. They're precious. They're precious little cinnamon rolls. Too pure for this world. So there's Christmas pictures and present giving, and Lucy's very happy. Like, this is, like, her dream. This family. She's just watching them, and she's just so happy that everybody's opening presents, and they made her a stocking, and she got gifts. She's not all alone. We have a little scene in Peter's apartment. His phone's ringing, and it's this woman, Ashley. Yeah. The vilified evil bitch. Sounds like a good name for a villain. You know what? I take that as a compliment. (laughs) I don't need to be a hero. I know that I am the heroine of my own life. And I can be an anti-hero if I want to be. You can be anything you want to be, Ashley. Yeah. Even a villainess. So Ashley in the movie on the phone says, Okay, Peter, I will marry you kind of evil you can tell yeah you can kind of tell i mean her name is ashley so while everyone is sleeping wink Wink. jack shows up yeah jack is peter's brother Mm Mm-hmm. and he was working yeah and he works uh with his father as his father's business they have furniture shop as his father had previously explained in the hospital yeah they sell dead people's furniture dead people's furniture as he explains it not to be crass. They stake out the obituaries. Yeah. He was delivering furniture and he comes home mm-hmm. and runs into his little sister mm-hmm. and they get into like a brotherly sisterly fight and then they see Lucy on the couch asleep mm-hmm. and he's like, who dat? And she says, that's Lucy. And we see Sandra Bullock because she's turned away from them and she's got her eyes open. She's like, oh no, I'm caught. The game is afoot. Yep. The next morning, Lucy gets up early to leave, but Jack has been staking her out. He's sitting on the stairs. Creepily. Yep. And as she's leaving, I know he just, he says, welcome to the family. Mm. In a, he knows. He knows. He knows. But does he know? He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything. Johnny doesn't know. So next we're at church. We're praying. We're praying to God. It's Catholic Church. This looks exactly like St. Mary's in my hometown. He wants to know, who's this fiancé? And, of course, the family, they love her already. And they're like, come on. It's it's Lucy. She's family. Come on. Come on. He does mention at this time to Ox that he wants to talk about the the family business. And they're like, not now, not now. But he wants to talk. So Lucy's going through Peter's stuff and she finds the can of cat food and she's like oh jesus so she leaves the apartment but then jack shows up to her apartment and he runs into the landlord's son joey jr yeah joey joe joe jr shabadoo yeah and he's joey from the block joey from the block tells jack that he is dating her that's my girlfriend that my girl Mm-hmm. Because he's a big liar 
He's delusional. Yeah. Peter Gallagher <laughs> Callahan. Let's go ahead. Lives in Oprah's building. Yep. <laughs> Oprah owns that whole building. That's where he lives. If you don't know where it is. Look it up. Yeah, that's where he lives. He lives in the fanciest apartment in all of Chicago. So she's there and then Jack shows up as well. And he, she accidentally hits him in the face with a door. He's like, what are you doing here? She's like, I'm here to feed the cat. He's like, Peter doesn't have a cat. And then there's this little meow, meow, meow. <laughs> there's a meow. Little fluffy kitty comes out. And she's like, ha cat. <laughs> I like how Sandra Bullock often has characters she gets on a tete-a-tete with. Yeah. Like in, what's that movie? I need a little bit more because there's several movies that she does that with. With Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's in the CIA or something. Oh, Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. Love Miss Congeniality. She's always oh. in a tete-a-tete. Yeah. Tete-a-tete. So the phone rings and she's like, he's like, are you going to get that? He's like, no, no, I'll get the machine get it. And I got to feed the kitty. Yeah. So he gets it and he's like, uh, it's for you. And the hospital wants them to donate blood. Yeah. He's so mistrusting. He's like, I'll go with you. So they go, like, go down to the garage, and he's like, which one's Peter's car? And she's like, it's this one. She clicks the thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was like right in front of them. Yeah. That one. It's right there. It's where it always is. She's trying to squirm away from him, but she ends up like in front of the family in the hospital room, and he's like quizzing her. It reminded me of in Frozen, <laughs> where, um, what's his face? Jonathan Groff. Kristoff. Kristoff. Kristoff is quizzing Anna. Like, What's his last name? Of the Southern, Southern Isles. Isles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one of the is like, "What's his best friend's name? Probably John." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, in this movie, it's very similar to that. Yes, and it's cute. It's it's a cute dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because he's not overbearing, like, I, I guess we need to stress, he's not overbearingly mean about it. He is just suspicious. Yes. So he's not, like, attacking her or being, a, like, super aggressive with her. There's a passive aggressiveness to it, but it's this cute dynamic where he has this smirk, like his little Draco Malfoy smirk, and you're just like, oh, Bill Pullman. Oh, we still love you. Oh, of course. Yeah. So the family's like, she'll prove it if she wants to prove it. She doesn't have to prove anything, though. And she's like, I'll prove it. And then she describes that he has one testicle because of a recent accident with a pencil and a coworker. And the testicle had to go bye-bye. Yeah, so they all look around. They're like, well, I'm not... I'm not checking. Checking that. And the mom's finally like, I'm his mother. I had to clean this during diapers. Let's go. So it is confirmed. (laughs) He only has one testicle. Poor Peter Gallagher. Saul tells her, I know the truth, but don't tell them. Yeah, this was a weird little bit. Like, why? I I get that he wanted her her and Peter to to come together because they all genuinely just wanted her to be part of their family. He said, with you here, it's like, peter's i don't want to say peter's alive but like peter's with them if they took if he said if she takes that away it's like peter's 
you know, not there. Not there anymore. And especially it's hard for them over the holidays. Yeah. But later on, it sounds like Peter wasn't that good of a son to begin with. That's what I thought he was, like, alluding to. Not that he was, like, dead, but more that he, like, she brought him back to the family. Like, he went off and did all of his lawyer thing and didn't want to, didn't want to be included in family events or anything like that anymore. Yeah. And so she, the having her there, like, kind of made them genuinely feel like they could be part of his life again. Right. I wish they covered that more. Yeah. Because it's a little bit that he talks about later when he says, like, I don't even remember the gift that my secretary got mom and dad. Yeah. I'm a horrible human being. This is my second chance. Yeah. Like, that was really, like, brushed over. Yeah. But I... I I understand they may have added more of that in. That may have been a setup for something else. We don't know what they cut. But I think it was still important for it to be, like, at least, even if it was an offhand remark, it was important that it was there so that we we understand Peter's characterization. Yeah. And why we, we wouldn't be wanting to root for him. Yeah. I like how they he was like turning over a new leaf so he wasn't a completely like evil character yeah he's like oh yeah i know i've done these terrible things in the past but no this is my second chance it's, it'll be good it'll be mm-hmm. fine you know so it's not like we're like oh he's evil she shouldn't go with him it's just like well if she still wants him he'd be okay i guess yeah he wouldn't be horrible but you know, is it is it is it real? Is he not? Is he going to stick with that, or is he going to fall back into his own ways, or anything? I just liked the addition to him bringing up the fact that he was not this perfect person that she thought he was. Right. So I think that that was an interesting addition. It's like in Into the Woods, the Prince Charming. Mm-hmm. There, I can compare anything to a musical. Good, do it. <laughs> it's my secret superpower. Oh, that's good. Um, so she's at her apartment and Jack shows up and he's like, I have an engagement present. He's, she's like, oh, thank you. She says, it's not for me. It's for my parents. Come on down. It's in the truck. Yeah. She thinks it's this beautiful rocking chair, which we find out that um, he's carved and made and put loving soul into. It was beautiful. But it's this hideous couch. And yep. he's like, okay, let's bring it up. And she's like, let's bring it to, to peters, peters. <laughs> so they have to fight to get to deliver they, they end up taking it to his apartment and they're parking and they have to fight to like get into the apartment but first he parks like a real chicago he does i was so happy about yeah. that yeah like fuck you all here in la you guys need to really learn how to park they like can't park they can't even park in just a regular side street they don't pull up at all you can fit double the amount of cars on these streets mm-hmm mm-hmm preach it sister mm. i don't even drive i know <laughs> but even like in a parking lot oh yeah so he parks like a chicagoing meaning he's pulled his front bumper all, all the, the way, way up, up. <laughs> which i understand it i get it like it is difficult to get out of that and it's not quick and it's not fast which is what la likes but it can be done. It can be done. I've seen the masters at work. I have done it before. Ow. With a minivan. You got skill. They deliver the couch to Peter's. There's this little thing with the doorman. He doesn't recognize her. And uh, 
Bill Pullman has a little bit of suspicion, but then he's like, but I'm new. Yeah. I wouldn't know, really. Yeah. The, they get the couch in the door, but it rips off part of the door jam. And they get stuck and she goes flying. Yeah. And breaks like a stained water. What is th- What was that? It was, I don't know. It was a vase with blue liquid. It was a decorative piece. It was strange. And it spills on his white carpet. And Bill <laughs> Pullman's like, I think that's a good spot for the couch. Let's put it there. And that's where they put this it. This hideous couch. So when they go back out, somebody's pulled up close behind them. Because, so duh. He's blocked in, which, as we were saying, we could totally get out of that spot. But he's like, oh, I guess I'll walk you home. I'm the president. <laughs> Move this car. Don't block in the president. So they have this romantic walk. Beautiful cinematography of yeah. Chicago. Yeah, by the Wrigley Building mm-hmm. at night. And the Christmas lights and the trees. So, yeah, she talks about how she... One thing she wants to do is go to Florence. Mm-hmm. Italy. She has her passport. She's ready to go. She just hasn't done it. Well, she was taking care of her dad, who was sick and in the hospital for a long time. Yeah. So, they're having a real good time. It's a real cutesy good time. And you're just like, and kiss. Kiss. But and kiss. they slip on some ice because he's like, I'll walk you the additional 10 feet to your door. Yes, but I am a real gentleman. We got to cross this ice patch because Joey Jr. has no, no salt. No salt on this. So there's about a lot of like slipping and grabbing. Lots of slipping and grabbing and pants rip. The old slipping grab and pants. <laughs> what? Is, what? Is that like a stalker trick? <laughs> The old slip and grab? That sounds like somebody who falls on the train and gropes you. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. <laughs> I've fallen on the ice. Everybody in Chicago like is like, if you can't walk on ice, we're not going to help you. Yeah, it's a whole different stance. Yeah. You, gotta, like, you, you have to figure out your weight displacement. And if yep. you're wearing a backpack, you have to lean a certain way. You yep. have to bend your knees more. Yep, and you got to do a full like heel-to-toe grip. Yeah. I was remarking about how she dressed like she didn't live in, in chicago. chicago yeah was like, well we originally we find out that she didn't she wasn't born there she did she moved there for a research hospital yeah and the coat was her dad's i don't know a little bit. you still can layer it up yeah she was not wearing enough layers if you need to know the correct amount of layers is six. Oh, chicago you and your public transportation as you mentioned he does rip his pants as he falls on the ice, rips it right in the bum. Mm-hmm. They have a cute little, like, good night, a little, like, ah, ah, ah. you say good night, I'm going to watch you leave. This is when I was hugging the pillow. That's <laughs> how you know it's a good rom-com. It's like a hug-o-meter. Yeah. <laughs> they need, the, like, that for, like, pillows mm. that have, like, a, a thing, a sensor thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, you liked this rom-com, this percentage. She she goes into work. She tells her coworker Jerry, I'm having an affair. I like Jack. And he's just like, who? What? Who's the first? What? Who are you dating? Oh, Peter's the guy in the coma, right? Da, 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 da. Coma guy. Okay. Coma guy. Oh. He's like, tell the truth. She's like, no. I don't know how to help you. Jack's playing poker with Peter. Yep. 
um, which is really creepy looking because Peter's sitting up with his eyes closed and Jack's like positioned his hands. Hands? Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) ew, he looks like he's dead. He looks like a mannequin, like one of those real dolls. Yeah. He's like, you were lucky in love. I'm envious of you. The first time I've ever wanted something that you have. Mm. Highest card gets Lucy. Okay. Yeah. This is bet cards. We don't know the results of that. Well, it's the best two out of three. Yeah, we don't know the results. Dinner with the family. Everybody's there. It's cute. Jack, he's a bit lying. He says his his types are are blondes. blondes. And his sister's like, no, you like brunettes. Jesus, Jack. And then as he's like walking Lucy out, they're under the mistletoe. They got a kiss. It's tradition. It wasn't like a big kiss or anything. No, it was a little kiss, like a peck on the cheeks. Yeah, it wasn't like in um, The Wedding Singer. No, it was not like that. It was just like cheek to cheek and then a meh. No, okay. Yeah, it's like a... <laughs> it's People. fun to do with your hand, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like you're like when you're doing like bye Felicia or whatever, you just do the bye Felicia. For the listeners, Ashley and I are not kissing each no, other. No, <laughs> we're kissing our hands. <laughs> Wink. No. <laughs> anyway... So the next day, that little sister, which I have no idea what her name is. It was like Mary. It was something like that. Mary or Marcy or something. It was an M. She goes, I want to say she visits Lucy at work. She goes to ride the train. Yeah. And she sees Lucy. Yeah. And Lucy's like, oh, come in, in girls. And her coworker's like, who's this? And then Mary's like, she's marrying my brother. She's engaged. Yeah. Her co-worker's like, what? And Lucy has to be like, uh, just keeping it on the download. It's been a weird, weird time. It's been a weird engagement. Like, my, my, my fiancé is in a coma. Yeah. Oh, your train's here. Get out. Bye. <laughs> and then her co-worker's like, Lucy, are you pregnant? And the friend of Mary hears that and passes that info along. Yeah, because Lucy sarcastically is like, yeah, I'm pregnant. That that Beth character did not understand, understand sarcasm. <laughs> Joe Jr. pays a visit to Lucy in her apartment. He says, I see how you look at him, the other guy. Jack overhears this. Mm. Outside the apartment, Lucy runs into Jack as she's going to a party. And he's like tagging along with her. He's stalking her now. He is stalking her now. Um, He did come to ask about... The baby thing. Yeah. But he is, he could have called or something. I don't know. He, Doesn't she make a reference that nobody uses phones anymore? Yes, she does <laughs> say that when multiple people keep knocking on her door. So, like, she he follows her into this party and he's like, don't drink the punch. It's been spiked. And she's like, good. <laughs> she's like, it's not good for the baby. And everyone hears. Good. It's like, what? They're leaving the party now because she's yeah. mortified. And he's like, I saw you with Joey Jr. And I saw this whole leaning thing happening. And she's just like, what leaning thing? He's like, you know, you can hug a person or you could lean into a person. And leaning means that you like Like them. them. You get real close. And he's demonstrating. And then 
It was a kind of creepy speech. Yeah. What's his face? It's like, is this guy bothering you? He's leaning on you. <laughs> See him leaning? He's like, thank you. My point exactly. And then he's like, sorry about the whole pregnancy thing. And she's just like, why would you just listen to somebody else? And why is why is anything? Why is this? And she he's just like, well, you just don't seem like Peter's type. And she's like, well, what? Whose type am I, Jack? <laughs> yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack. There's a lot of action that's happening this night, and she cannot catch a break. She's like, listen, just leave me alone. Leave me and the baby alone. No, she's like, hey, what do you want from me, Jack? Why don't you go talk to your father? Isn't that what you really want? You want to get out of the business? I've been around you for like an hour. I already know you want to get out of the family business. Yeah, go tell daddy. Yeah. You got you got your own problems to worry about. Get out of my business. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack. He says, what about your father and you not planning and going on any of the vacations that you planned, huh? 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 What about that? Yeah. And, uh, and a happy new year. Peace out. Bye, Felicia. And then Peter wakes up from the coma. As everyone's singing, uh... Old Lang Syne. Yeah. I know, this has been an action-packed movie thus far. It it's has. It's still going. It will never stop. It's like speed. <laughs> it is like speed. So the whole family's gathered there with Lucy, and he looks around, and he looks at Lucy, and he goes, who are you? And Peter Boyle's like, he's got amnesia! <laughs> he knocks back out again. Saul pulls Lucy aside. He's like, I'll take care of it. I will tell them you don't have to worry about a thing. Just be your pretty self. But he doesn't. He like runs the other way. Yeah. And the family's like, don't you remember her? He's like, I guess she looks familiar. And the the nurse comes in with Jello and Peter's like, do I like Jello? So he's all mushed up. Yeah. He's like, I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, So Jack drives Lucy home and she says, hey, listen, tomorrow things are going to be different, but you really become a good friend to me. Aww. And he's like, no, friend zoned. <laughs> it's not a real thing. Not a real thing at all. Friends are great. Yeah. Why does everything have to be about sex and dating and romance and whatever? <laughs> she said on the romance podcast. <laughs> I did. I did say that on the romance podcast. Why? Why world? Why? Our next podcast is going to be all about friendship movies. <laughs> Where we watch like 18 hours of My Little Pony. Yep. <laughs> Jack goes Jack. to talk to his dad. Jack. And he brought donkeys. I want donuts. He says, we got to talk about this family business. I want to leave. I'm doing this great furniture thing. I'm building furniture. It's great. It's wonderful. And his dad's like, okay. <laughs> I guess that's fine. Saul goes to talk to Peter. Saul says, you're a putz. Now, we didn't know really that Peter was a putz quite yet. No. We don't know the details of why he's a putz quite yet. But Saul is like, she saved your life. Try in two minutes. Just talk to her for two minutes. Try to see if you can fall in love with her. If you can't, break up with her. Yeah. Because we as a family, we have fallen in love with her. And it did not take two minutes. It took 30 seconds. 30 seconds. She is amazing. Do not mess this up. Do not fuck this shit up, Peter. Yeah, Peter. 
you have your bride and you have your hand. <laughs> but you're missing a testicle. <laughs> Lucy comes to visit Peter and it's awkward. Super awkward. Yeah, he's just like, so you like stuff? <laughs> <laughs> That's the equivalent. I have sandwiches now. I'm in a hospital. Did I you? miss my shoes. <laughs> he did miss his shoes. It's pretty much where his head is at. Ashley shows up. Not me. <laughs> Not you. Movie Ashley. To the apartment. Yes. And she's just like, what is happening? Jack visits Peter. And this is where he takes him on a little wheelchair roundabout. With ice cream. With ice cream. Peter's like, I'm making a clean start with Lucy. Have you met Lucy? Lucy's great. You know, of course, Jack's like, yeah, she's really special. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's this and that. She makes you feel like this and that. And her hair is... No, like, it was kind of like that. And then Peter's like, no, no that's, that's not, not it. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes, Peter. The man's in love with her. Jesus, Peter. Uh, Jack, like, backs away from that. Pretty much just leaves him there. He just slowly backs out of the frame, and then he gone. Bye. He's gone. And Peter's just like, I don't know what things are, but okay. And then he the, the orderly sets the box of his stuff onto his lap, and he's like, oh, look, my shoes. Yeah. This is where we learn that he's a scumbag. Where, like, the thing with the squirrels. He didn't save the squirrels as a child. He hurt the squirrels, and First. then he saved them. Yeah. Like, his whole life, he's been not a great guy. Yes, he self-servingly cleans up his own messes. Yeah, if he's going, if he's going to get something out of it. Yeah. So yeah, this is an important moment where we learn how what everybody else already knows about Peter. Yes. Lucy comes to visit Peter, and Peter says to her, "You gave me a second chance in life. Will you marry me?" And she doesn't get to answer right away because the nurse in the background faints. But yeah. This is actually after Ashley has come and terrorized Peter. Yeah. Ashley's a very one-note character. Yeah. Jack visits Lucy and gives her a gift. Gives her a snow globe of Of Florence. Florence. This is when she was trying on her wedding dress and trying to figure out what shoes to wear. Right. Should have gone with the flats. A couple days before the wedding. A couple days before the wedding. She says to Jack, can you give me any reason why I shouldn't marry your brother? And he says, I can't. Why any... mm, No, no, she's just going along with the lie still. Well, she doesn't have a really good reason not to. Like like she says, she's like, he really wants to, to try, like, have a life with me. He... You know, he has all these things that I feel like I need, and he's like my Prince Charming. He's coming here to save me, and he has this really awesome family. And that's, like, the whole thing. Does it matter? Like, it doesn't matter that I love his brother, because I'll still be part of the family, and it won't hurt them. Yep. Yep. People aren't getting hurt, and she gets what she wants. Yeah. So it's a win-win in a in a sense. Yeah. So, yeah, Jack leaves after me like, I can't. And I'm like, oh. Well, and he has a sense of loyalty to his brother. Yeah. So, yeah, the next day she goes to work, gives Terry the wedding invitation, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is for tomorrow. And she's just like, I'm getting married. It is happening. Here's a post-it with my I'm going information on it. 
And then I'm going to go to Florence. It'll be my way out, you know? Yeah. I'm getting everything I want. Happy New Year. Yep, pretty much. So there's the wedding. It's at the hospital. It's it's kind of humorous because Peter's still hooked up to an IV. And there's some peep witnesses in the background who are in hospital beds. Like his, his friends from the ward. Oh, yeah, his, his, his hospital friends. His hospital homies. And the nurse that's playing the organ. Mm-hmm. Who, like, is hilarious at watching things. So she walks down the aisle. Yes. The whole family's there, of course. Jack is standing directly behind Peter. Eyeballing her. Yeah. So she's got the two guys at the end of the aisle she's walking towards. She walks to the end of the aisle. The The priest starts like, dearly beloved. And then she goes, I object. He's like, I haven't gotten to that part yet. And then Jack goes, I object too. And then the priest goes to Peter, what about you? And he's like, I'm thinking. Oh. Oh. Okay. And she's like, she starts giving her old monologue and it starts with like, I can't do this because I'm in love with your son. And, and they're like, yeah, that's why we're here. She said, no, not that one. That the, one. The other one. The other one. And so she like tells all the truths. She's like, this is what happened. And then when I met you, this is this. But then I fell in love with all of you. And I didn't want to let go of that. I didn't want to hurt you. Oh, that was the funny, though. She's like, I fell in love with you. And Peter Boyle's like, you fell in love with me? Yeah. <laughs> no, I fell in love with all, all of, of you. you. <laughs> the family. I never had a, that family like that. And it's what I've been missing. And I've been all alone. And it's just been a great week. And I know it's over now. But you guys have changed my life. And it's amazing. And I will always love you. I'll always love you. And I will always love you. So Ashley and her husband show up and she's like, I object. And I'm like, sweating. who's this? Oh, that's my fiance and her husband. And then the whole family starts arguing. And then like Sandra Bullock is like, okay, I made my case. I'm out. Audi 5000. It's no longer about me. Slowly back away from the situation. Yeah. So she goes back home. She opens the door after there's a knock, and it's Joey Jr., and he comes and visits and apologizes. And he's upset because the girl that he took out is broken up with him. Yeah, so he's heartbroken, so they have a little heartbroken cookies together. Yes, and they get to try. he gets to try on her shoes. Yeah. Like, we didn't, men- we didn't mention this earlier. There is a section where Joey hides in Sandra Bullock's closet when Bill Pullman shows up, and he tries on her shoes. Yep. And it makes him feel better. Yep. Um, so she's at work in her little cubicle on the platform. She's sad. It's her last day. Her co-worker's like, okay, have fun. Bye. Last Bye. day. She's going off to Italy. Yep. And so she's collecting the tokens. You can see the close-up of the tokens being collected. And all of a sudden, a ring drops in the slot. It was beautiful. And I called it. I was about to be like, ring. Ring. <laughs> of course. It's the ring she looks up. And it's Bill Pullman and the whole family. family. Standing there. And and Miranda's like, get down on your knees. That's how it's done. It's more romantic that way. You have this old lady <laughs> thing down already down pat. Thank you. Just Just think of what is going to happen with age. So yeah, like we said, he proposes... She says yes, and they're kissing in the booth, and then they're she's narrating again, and then they're married on the back of the L. 
driving down. Just married. And she's like, Jack gave me the world. Life was awesome. And a family. It's not like she was an orphan, though. Well, I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure. Like, it's not like, yeah, it's she was an adult orphan. Yeah. We'll put it that way. I mean, we're all going to end up being adult orphans. (laughs) That's a depressing thought. Normally, I'm the one who brings the podcast down, Justine. (laughs) Sorry, and I brought it down right at the end. Yep, you did. It was utterly adorable. This is a cute movie. It's good. I'd watch it again. I want to watch it in the holidays. Yeah, like it's a really good, like if you're snowed in, you got a hot a cup of cocoa mm-hmm. and you're just snuzzled. Snuzzled? You're snuzzled. Oh, I like it. <laughs> We're going to play How's My Marketing. How's my marketing? We need jingles. I can have Jimmy yeah. write them. Jimmy. 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 Jimmy, this is your mother. <laughs> Jimmy's mom does not sound like that all. Jimmy, this is your podcast speaking. Jimmy, this is your podcast mother. <laughs> Let's look at this poster of them on the platform. First of all, it kind of gives away the movie, doesn't it? About them being together? Yeah. They end up together. It, yeah. Because it's just Bill Pullman and Sandra Bullock. So you look at this poster and you go, they're going to get together. Yeah. They're cute. It does kind of look like he's going to throw her in front (laughs) of a moving train. I think it's adorable, though, because her feet are up and it frames the train Mm -hmm. like a fairy tale. The tagline is a story about love at second sight, Mm. which I think is cute. Because love at first sight was her with Peter. Yes. And this is love at second sight. Yes. I get it. It's cute. Okay. The title, I, I, I'm not 100% sure on the title. It's only because she says it in the end narration yeah. of like, when did you fall in love with Jack while you were sleeping? She's talking to Peter. Yeah. And and coma guy isn't any better. So, I mean, it's better than... Coma guy. Yeah. It's That's better than title. that. This is has a sense of allure to it in a uh, way. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up? I thumbs up. We got to rate this movie. Yep. I'm going to give this movie four hot glue guns. Because he had the wireless gl- uh, hot glue gun for Christmas? Yeah, you got it! <laughs> I yeah. thought that was a really cute Christmas gift. That is really cute- random. Yeah, but like personalized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cute. I'm going to give it four CTA tokens. Because we don't, you don't get those anymore. No. Speaking of Chicago, I'm going there in a few weeks. She's leaving me. I'm sorry. For months. No, not months. Weeks. (laughs) But as per usual, there will still be an episode every week for you, the listener. We're trying really hard. Yeah. So we're going to give you something special. We're doing something called flashback episodes. These aren't like flashbacks to stuff we've already done before, but we're just flashing backwards in time. Yes. Every other week. We got some movies that were added to the Netflix streaming list that we thought would be fun. Yeah, so every other week, you'll be going back in time, then back to whatever, 1995, 1997. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's going to be happening for a few weeks, and there'll be our flashbacks. So next week, we're going back to the year 1953. Yeah! Yeah! It's one of our favorite years. We're watching Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yes, starring... Marilyn Monroe. That's right. We we had a lot of fun with some of those early 
episodes, especially Monkey Business. I, I have fond memories of Monkey Business. Right. Okay, so that's one announcement. We actually have another announcement. Guys, we are launching a Patreon as another way for you guys to support us. If you are a consistent listener to us and you want to throw us a dollar our way or any amount like that, we would greatly appreciate it. We we like what we do. We have a lot of fun doing it. We want to bring, you know, there's some things that we want to do better quality Mm-hmm. wise um we'd love to be able to have the financial support to do that unfortunately we just don't with our work lives and our rent and all of that fun stuff but yeah. we we still we appreciate you even if you can't provide monetary assistance but yeah hey. you'll still be getting the podcast yeah uh, i mean we'd love this podcast with with our with our hearts our souls yeah i mean we've been doing it for a year and we didn't even set a goal to really do it consistently and we just did because we just love (laughs) it so much for us to do more and build off of this foundation we've already started a little monetary help from you guys would be so greatly appreciated um yeah but just go to patreon.com slash cutaways podcast to find out more about this exciting new step for us this yeah really exciting and i'm really nervous and <laughs> please I, let us know what you think yeah give us your feedback we love it yeah uh you could do that on our website at the in our comments section you can also listen to the episodes there you can download the episodes you can check out our unplug uh, our unplug section to our blog <laughs> yeah we're on itunes and we're on stitcher we're on google play we're on any podcasting service that you want us to be on we are there and you can comment to us on there and you can rate us subscribe to us please we'll be there for you um we're on facebook and twitter and instagram as at cutaways podcast thank you everyone for listening we appreciate you we love you (laughs) this will be an everlasting everlasting love this will be (laughs) 